Before this podcast starts, I want to give a little heads up to say that the audio is a little bit hit or miss in some places, but it's a really, really good episode and I think everybody needs to listen to it. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Hi guys and welcome to Tater's Life. Today I've got an episode about anxiety and I'm going to be chatting to my friend. We met in a theatre group and yeah, we got on really, really well. So here we are doing a podcast. So this is called Retalks, Anxiety, Book Writing and Me. So let's welcome Rhi to the podcast. Hello Rhi and welcome. Hello, thank you very much. <laughs> How are you feeling today? you feeling okay? Yeah, I'm really excited. Never Good. done anything like this before, so thank you very much for having me. How you not? No, you're very, very welcome. Thank you for coming onto the podcast. And I know that this topic can be quite a daunting topic to talk about. So, with anxiety and doing a podcast, that must be a little bit nerve wracking. But I'm glad you're saying you're excited. That's good news. Yeah, nervous as well, but more grateful for the opportunity to be able to talk about it in a safe environment. Oh, that's so beautiful, Ri. Oh, that really does mean a lot to me. Before we get into it, into like the talking about anxiety and your book writing and everything like that, do you want to just let me know what you get up to in your spare time, hobbies and everything like that? Yeah, so the big hobby that I do that connects us is obviously drama. So I go to a drama group once a week for two hours and we work on a show so currently we're doing Hamlet and then outside of that my hobbies are quite interested around like mental health so I volunteer for Mind a mental health charity and I'm part of a group called the Wellbeing Ambassadors so we do different kind of trainings around mental health we run groups and we just try and talk to people in the community and raise awareness on mental health and then I recently got a job in mental health as a researcher so as part of that, I've researched like, the needs of young people um, in Gwent. And now we're trying to analyse that and try and make changes for young people. Oh, wow. It sounds like you're doing a lot of things at the moment, Rhi. And it's all heading in the right direction. Because I know that you want to be a psychologist. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so I know I want to work in mental health. I'm not 100% sure what field yet. But psychologist is definitely like high on the list. But as long as it's mental health, I think I'm just kind of like open to the range of jobs available. That's amazing. And with that being said and everything like that, we've gained a picture of you as a person. Has theatre helped with your mental health then? Yeah, I think it's really nice to be able to come to a space with other people and just be able to get your mind off things as a distraction. I think in particular that our theatre group is very inclusive and very friendly. Everyone is very supportive and as much as people should be able to talk about mental health and they should be able to express how they feel, I think that having a distraction can also be helpful and I think that it's a nice way to like de-stress from your personal life so I think from that angle it is like a good distraction. That's so good in theatre when we first met or what have you I'd have never been able to tell that you have anxiety because you're not that like anxiety has a picture or anything like that but you seem really really bubbly and everything like that so yeah I can understand where like the distraction element comes in 
And with the whole you helping out in the community, volunteering, having a job as a researcher, which kudos to you, that must be like a really, really amazing job to have. So did that all stem from your own mental health then? Yeah, so um, I became a Wabian ambassador around 11 months ago now. And I did do it because of my mental health. I think it's really rewarding like when you get to help other people and because like I had experienced um, negative experiences in mental health myself it made me more empathetic to other people I think so when I wanted to get involved with mental health has helped me to come to terms with my own experiences and then I've been able to pass on what I've learned to other people that's amazing and you have the added like benefit of like the amazing people that you've met along the way because obviously I've met people through my volunteering and through my job who have also had different experiences in mental health and you're able to like listen to other people and feel less alone and like hear different perspectives and I think it helps you just in terms of like knowing that you're not alone like I said and just being able to grow as a person to understand your own circumstances and your situation definitely and with you being only 18 it's really really amazing that you're able to talk so openly about it and want to help others because a lot of people they feel maybe a need to like keep it to themselves and everything like that so being able to talk openly about it and you said you experienced some bad experiences through your mental health what does a bad mental health day look like to you now so i think like over the years my mental health has definitely improved but i still very much do suffer from anxiety and i think for me there's like two main angles that it comes from so one of them is safety so any situation that i perceive that i'm not safe in will make me very, very anxious. And I struggle to feel comfortable and happy in situations that maybe I'm unfamiliar in or in situations that my mind perceives as to be risks in. And I struggle to like feel um, okay in those kind of situations. Not so much now because I think I'm better at like putting it into perspective. But when I was younger, especially if I was in a situation where I didn't feel safe, I think I got really wound up and I think it really brought down my mood. And then the other thing that makes me really anxious now is like how I come across to other people. I'm really self-conscious about what other people think of me. I'm really worried about like saying the wrong thing or other people not liking me. I'm very much a people pleaser. I think like something that I've really struggled with as well is like knowing that the anxiety is like every day. It's very much something that's like being persistent. And even now, like, I think I handled it better, but it still very much is there and it still very much affects me every day, which is really hard. I think now I'm just better at managing it. And I think I've just like learned that just because it's like this now, it doesn't mean that I'm going to be like this forever. I think as you grow up, you learn to realise about the different options that are available the different therapies, the different techniques, etc. And it just feels like there's more doors available now for me to like improve my mental health. Whereas when I was younger, it very much felt like this was it forever and there was nothing I could do about it. Now I'm a lot more hopeful about it. That's amazing, honestly. And especially with you going into the career that you plan on going in, like you're going to be helping somebody who's in your situation now. So that's really, really 
beautiful it's a really beautiful sort of cycle that you've gone through it and you can put your experiences on others so then they understand why they're going through this and everything like that and what you said there was in so much detail about everything and I'd be interested to know about what you were like in school like when did you realize you had anxiety I've had anxiety for as long as I can remember so definitely all throughout secondary school um, but also definitely like in primary as well I think like over time the way it's presented has come out very very differently so when I was in secondary school it was very much like seeking reassurance asking questions constantly whereas when I was in primary school I think it was more like I'm not going to say aggressive, but I think I would take it out on other people more. And I remember when I was like in reception, which is like age four or five, I used to like kick teachers to like get sent out the classroom because the environment was like so uncomfortable, which like if you know me now, I feel like would surprise people because I wouldn't really class myself as aggressive. I think I'm like pretty like soft as a person. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like that does surprise me, but it just goes to show how much like anxiety does change like over time. And I think it makes sense as well because like when you're at that age, like you can't be expected to understand something like mental health. Even at 18, I think it's really multifaceted and there's still quite a lot of things about it that I don't understand and that baffle me sometimes so as a four or five year old you know of course you're going to react in negative ways because you've got no real understanding over that. Yeah definitely when you're that young you just don't know how to even deal with your emotions that's why they have like yeah. tantrums and stuff like that so yeah knowing you now I really really like I'm shocked at the fact that you were like that when you were younger but everybody everybody is like different when they're younger that's the point of growing up yeah. but yeah it's crazy to think that you've had it for as long as you remember so in yeah. secondary school um and this sort of comes into the question about um well the answer you gave earlier about how people perceive you and things like that do you think social media has had a negative impact on your mental health in terms of your anxiety? I'm going to say yes, because a few years ago I did receive negative messages, things that were quite hurtful. And I think online, like, it is harder to manage, like, certain situations. And I think, like, if I got into an argument with someone, like, in person and online, but if it was online it would be so much worse because you wouldn't be able to fix it like, straight away like I'm the kind of person if we get into an argument we need to fix it right there and then like I don't want to drag it out but obviously people need space and I think when you're online it's like that much harder to try and fix it it's that much harder to talk about and to try and explain and don't get me wrong like, I love social media like such a big part of my life like I wouldn't wish I didn't have it but it is nice when I like take breaks from it sometimes because it can be a lot to deal with and it can stress me out quite a lot. Definitely and I think with your anxiety surrounding a safe place when that anxiety is like on your phone or things like that and whilst that's in your safe place that can be quite nerve-wracking and can be quite scary so 
yeah social media I have a very on-off relationship with it as well like I love it some days and I hate it other days like it's crazy to think that it's sort of changed the world that we live in and with the whole bullying and cyberbullying and things like that has all of that stopped now has it all been resolved yeah so luckily since being in the sit form and since like being a well-being ambassador everything has been very positive I've built some really positive relationships with the young people that I work with and with the young people that I volunteer with um it is incredibly like I'm super grateful for an opportunity to get to talk to so many like-minded people um and with people who understand how important it is and want to make a difference it definitely has like helped my mental health being around people who have that passion as well yeah definitely and it must be really really rewarding for yourself being able to help others in the way that you are especially at the age you are as well like you're only 18 is that right so yeah you're starting your journey at a really young age and you're doing really really well at it as well so kudos to you and with all of that being said I'm really really interested to chat about your book that you're writing and your next sort of plan in life because surely university is on the table for you now Ray. Yeah so um, I am writing a book um, and we can talk about that in a second but I am planning to study psychology in September um, which is really exciting. So you're not anxious are you excited about the opportunity? No, so I'm really grateful for the opportunity, but I am incredibly nervous. Um, yeah, it's a very hard thing. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone around me knows like how hard it's going to be. But I'm blessed with an amazing support system. And I'm just trying to like hope for the best. <laughs> That's amazing. And will you be living at home during your university time? Will that make things easier? No, so I'm planning to stay away. So I think the reason that I've chosen to move out when I go to university is because I have been like so scared about it growing up, you know, I I couldn't stay with my family. And I've tried to tell myself that if I don't do this now, I'm always going to wonder what it's like. And I think the experience of like challenging myself, like I think sometimes challenging yourself can be a really healthy thing to do obviously if university was a bad experience for whatever reason if it does become too much for my anxiety then I will have to try and deal with that but I think it does make sense at this age to try and be brave and take that step especially because everyone else is in the same position yeah Um, and as hard as it is like growing up is a part of life so I'm trying to tell myself like this is something that I have an opportunity to do then I should take it and I should try and challenge myself and grow as a person and that is very very hard that is incredibly scary and there will be like bad times along this road but I think that it is also important to try and take the next step in your life you don't want to be stuck anywhere for too long especially knowing that I have all these aspirations as well to study psychology and to become a psychologist you know I was needed a degree to become a psychologist it's going to be really helpful to gain that knowledge it's going to enable me to help so many more people than I can now 
So from that angle, I think it's really beneficial. And I think just moving out is just adding to a bit more independence um, and helping me to grow and develop as a person. Yeah, definitely. Going to university is a daunting experience for anybody. You know, you're moving away from home, all of these new sort of experiences, new people, fresh as flu. It's It's all like a crazy sort of time. And I respect you fully for, you know, challenging yourself for this because it might be really, really difficult for yourself. But, you know, you only regret the chances you don't take in life. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, And I'm not saying that everyone should move out and everyone should challenge themselves. Like, if they're not comfortable, obviously, you've got to do what's best for you. But I think for me, it is a good chance to, like, take this new opportunity and just see where it goes and like I said if it doesn't work out there are options and the people around me knows how hard this is I've got an amazing support network and yeah I think it's a good time for me to try something new definitely and with you saying that like there's something I do want to say on the podcast that everybody's mental health journey is personal to them do you know what I mean so like for you yeah yeah this is like a huge sort of challenge for you for somebody else they might not feel comfortable doing this or what have you but for you this like you're doing it for yourself nobody else yeah, nobody's forcing you to do it and yeah I'm really really proud of you Rhea I want to get emotional thinking about it I'm going to be in a completely different place with completely new people so I think from that aspect that's probably going to be like one of the hardest things Definitely. But like I said, I'm just really, really grateful for all the support that I've had from everyone around me, whether it's family, friends, everyone in mind in my job, class acts, like all the people there. I'm just really grateful to have such amazing people around me. I know that sounds cheesy, but I really do mean that. <laughs> well, that's really, really sweet, Rhea. And are you going to be staying in student halls or are you going to be solar living? Because we had solar living flats in our place. Yeah, so I'm going to be in student halls. That's exciting. You're going to make so many new friends, Ree. It's going to be it's going to be a really, really amazing time. It really is. Yeah. It's going to be difficult at the start, but you know you've got this. You've been you've been through so much already. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you know, three years or what have you at university. In the grand scheme of things, it's a tiny portion of your life. Do you know what I mean? Really, really. I've been telling myself that as well. Yeah, and you've you've done so much in life and you're helping so many people and are you going to be writing your book when you're at university yes I will be I'm planning on writing it um well trying to get a draft together this first year actually so in the next year if everything goes to plan hopefully I have a first draft and what is your book going to be about okay so my book is um my journey and my story with mental health so it is a lot on anxiety but I do bring in a lot of other aspects into it as well so obviously like the book isn't like guarantees um a working and it's a work in progress who knows if it will or won't happen but currently the book is called those moments and it's based on a conversation I had with um a staff member in school when I was 14 I was in a really bad place in my mental health and I told her that 
I would trade all the good things in my life to not feel like this anymore. I was bogged down with anxiety. I felt like the lowest I ever had. And I just wanted what I was feeling to end. It was the hardest thing. And, you know, looking back on it to say that you would trade all the good things in your life is quite an upsetting thing to say. Um, And like, I'm really sorry to anyone who is listening to this who has felt that way or does feel that way. But the book is about how I've come to appreciate the small things in life and how the small things in life are what counts. Um, I'm very much like a believer that the small things mean more than the big things. It's very rewarding to be able to like enjoy small things in life. It's like time with family and friends or like a picnic or like a sunset, like the things that give you joy rather than oh I'm gonna buy a house yeah when the house can't make you happy kind of thing it's it's that sort of thing and I think it's just about like trying to appreciate what you have rather than trying to I very much thought so far into the future um and I was very much trying to plan my life but I struggled to live in the here and now and I wasn't really happy with where I was um, and to be honest, I, I kind of do this now, but I think the point of the book is to just try and accept where you are right now rather than trying to think too far in, in advance. I think that's really, really sweet. I love the working title that you've got and just the whole premise of it because I can imagine yeah. a lot of people with anxiety have those feelings where they're thinking about the future but then they can't think about the future because they can't even yeah. think about it now. So that's I think really- like suffering with anxiety is just like it's very overwhelming all of the time. Um and if anyone listening to this does have anxiety, I just wanna say like you are not alone, like it is a lot more common than I think people know and even now like I know how common anxiety is and I still feel alone some of the time but just know that you're not alone and that anxiety can get better. That's amazing and would that be the advice you would give somebody then going through it you are not alone? Yeah so that's definitely one of the biggest pieces of advice. I think the other biggest piece of advice I could give is just to talk about it um, because I find this quite hard now. Um, I think talking about it can make you feel like really stupid. It can make you feel really embarrassed. Um, I know some of the like the anxiety that I've had growing up has not been rational. Um, I would ask people the most stupid questions. Like looking back, I would just be thinking like, why did I ask you this? If you think you are irrational, like I think that's how everyone feels. Um, and I very much like can feel uncomfortable talking about it now especially in terms of like me worrying what other people think of me um I'm very much like if I tell you this will you think negative things about me will you think I'm silly will you think I'm a waste of time but I think it's just like knowing that like you are able to talk about it no matter what yeah definitely and I think and I think my working mind has like well at my job I think it's really helped um 
do this because we as young people have given other young people an opportunity to speak out about the mental health it's very liberating and it's very nice to see it's it it's very rewarding and it makes me feel really good as a person when I help other people I get this rush I don't know how to describe it Oh, that's really sweet, Ree. And, you know, honestly, everybody's thoughts and feelings are valid. Like, you don't need Completely, to, yeah. you know, say you're stupid or anything, which I know, like, when you have anxiety and stuff, like, it's hard to, like, think rationally. But yeah. your thoughts and feelings are valid. You're having those feelings in those moments, and you just need to sort of ride the wave with them. And would you say to anybody suffering with anxiety you said speak out about it would you advise therapy of a sort I think it does depend um on where you're at um I know that CBT um so cognitive behavioral therapy is a really common um treatment for anxiety um and I had this when I was younger um however for me um it doesn't always work like um for me I think I was too young when I did the treatment so I struggled to put it into practice even though I knew and understood like the principles of it um so I definitely would say um do what's right for the individual and it can definitely take time to find the strategies that work for you but the one thing that I would say is like if it doesn't work like that's not on you um if you go to therapy and it doesn't work it doesn't mean that it'll never work out like the hardest thing I think about anxiety is knowing that like it takes so much time to try and like I'm not gonna say get over it but like to stabilize those thoughts and to be able to manage it it is a very very lengthy process yeah definitely um and I wouldn't say that I'm there yet like I said that I very much still struggle with it um but like it is something that you you know you do have good days and bad days definitely and you know you're not going to find a cure you know one day and then be okay the next like no I don't think there is a cure you know the therapy is just a way to help you to manage it but I don't think it's about fixing it and I don't think as young people we shouldn't need to be fixed we we are us and we should be able to be who we are and obviously it's not nice when you have something like anxiety um so you know it can be hard to live through but ultimately anxiety made me the person that I am today and I think without it I would definitely be a different person with different people and I'd always say like if it wasn't for anxiety I don't think I would have got involved in the work I do with mind yeah so from that angle it is something that I'm grateful for, which is weird to say. I never thought I'd say like, oh, I'm grateful, but it can sometimes shape you into a different person. And the experiences that I've had through mind and through my job are just amazing. That's amazing. Do you know, you're one of the most kindest, most caring people I've ever met in my life. Like really, really are And like, I feel well and truly blessed to have crossed your path and I'm not just saying that it really really blessed to be a part of your life and thank you so much that's so nice (laughs) you're just so lovely
Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether I want to laugh or cry right now. <laughs> do what you gotta do. <laughs> You're really, really lovely. And I'm, I just want to ask one, one thing. Is there anything else that you want to add to this podcast? Because this is your podcast. This is your space. Just want to say to everyone who's like listening to this, like, you've got this, like, whatever it is, there is like a way to get through it just like keep talking and it is very hard um but obviously just be who you are because yeah no. just be who you are and keep talking about it and just know that there is a possible way for it to get better um it does help time definitely does help I think with time like you understand more you grow more like as a person and I think it does help you to put it into perspective. It obviously doesn't take it all away and make it all perfect, but it does help more. And the people in your life will accept you and support you for you. And if they don't accept you and support you for you, they're not worth it. And they're the problem, not you. So don't change who you are for someone else and do what makes you happy. Sorry, that was a bit of like 20 tips to round into one. No, that was beautiful, Rhea. And I want to say thank you to you. Thank you to our listeners. And yeah, just thank you for raising awareness because anxiety needs to be talked about and you've obviously experienced it and you're helping others. So even by doing this podcast, hopefully you're going to reach the ears of so many people. So thank you, Rhea. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I'll catch my listeners in the next podcast. Bye.